0: Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Generation GC. My name is Molly, and I'm your host. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about Like It's Her Birthday from Cardiology, Good Charlotte's fifth studio album, which came out in 2010. My guest today is Nikki Phillips. Last week, we talked about something else from Good Morning Revival. We've got a bonus episode coming in just a few days, and then next Wednesday, we'll be back talking about a song from Youth Authority. Nikki is a photographer and assistant based in Los Angeles, and she was born and raised in Philly. She is currently studying music industry and business at NYU and most recently began as an A&R at an emerging digital music platform. In the past, she has worked on Warped Tour and hosted an artist discovery radio show. She is inspired by music of all genres and strives to capture musicians in their element while showcasing their talent to the world through social media and photography. She has checked off most of her performance photography bucket list with only a few remaining. And yes, she has photographed Good Charlotte quite a few times. (laughs) Additionally, Nikki enjoys thrifting around LA, being a dog mom, and fueling her coffee addiction. As you can tell from this intro, Nikki is someone with a ton of experience in the music industry, but she is also a very big Good Charlotte fan, so we have an awesome conversation coming up for you. But before we get into that, there are a few things I wanted to mention. First off, I'm a Jew. If you've been listening to this show since the beginning, you've heard me mention my bat mitzvah. But if you're new here, yeah, I'm Jewish. Anti-Semitism has, unfortunately, become very common in recent times. I don't think it ever went away completely, But in the past few months, the past few weeks, I've just been seeing it more and more. There's been some very public incidents with celebrities, as well as, you know, I'll go on TikTok and see Jews posting about being Jewish, and then they just immediately got bombarded with hateful comments. This is not okay. It's completely unacceptable to hate someone or to make prejudiced, biased, hateful comments based on their religion. Please visit antisemitism.card.co to learn more and sign some petitions. Second, the United States Postal Service is in danger. I know that not everyone that listens to this show is in the USA. Uh, In fact, about 30% of my audience is outside the US, but hopefully this still resonates with you. Just a few facts. The United States Postal Service employs over half a million people, and it's the number one employer of veterans. Donald Trump has rejected a bill that would save it from running out of money in September. And there's a petition going around that I'm going to share, encouraging you all to sign. We need to show those that wish to dismantle and privatize the USPS that we are against letting one of our prized institutions fail. I've been posting about this a bit on Twitter about, you know, just how critical the USPS is for mail in voting as well as for small business and independent artists and creators. So please do sign the petition. It'll be in the show notes. And as a reminder, as I've been saying every time for the past two months, please visit blacklivesmatters.card.co for info on how you can help on the Black Lives Matter movement. There's information on protests, info on where to donate if you can't donate money. There's videos to watch and playlists to stream where they'll donate revenue. Also, info on how to educate yourself and more petitions to sign. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. Do you want a sticker? Of course you do. Two things you can do. Number one, support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generationgcpod and click support. That helps me sustain the show and have the right equipment, headphones, microphones, charging cables, everything I need, as well as do things like print stickers and get them mailed to you guys. Right now, stamps are pretty cheap, but, you know, we we need to save the USPS so that I can afford to mail stickers to you guys. Otherwise, it will be pretty expensive. Number two, donate to a charitable organization. I know I've shared a lot of petitions, but please don't donate to change.org. Um, go to blacklivesmatters.card.co, make a donation to an organization listed there, or, you know, just pick something local to you. I just want to see that you guys are getting involved. And then you're going to send me a screenshot of your support of the show or your donation you and your mailing address. You can DM me on Twitter or Instagram at generationgcpod, P-O-D, or email GenerationGCPod@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and I will mail you stickers. I will also occasionally tweet or post on the Instagram story about other ways you can get stickers, whether that's good deeds you can do or ways to help spread the word about the show, so make sure you're following Thank you all for tuning in and now on to episode 21 of Generation GC. All right, so Like It's Her Birthday, that's our song today. It's track five on cardiology. It was the first single from the album and they started playing it live that May and June on the Bamboozled Road Show. which like, I don't know if you got to see that tour, Nikki, but I saw it on Long Island and it was awesome it was such a great lineup and then did you get to see it I did Uh, so I honestly don't
1: remember I keep thinking like okay I know I saw it in New Jersey Mm -hmm. but I don't know I don't remember like the specific date that I went to I just remember driving and that it was raining was it raining at your show no? no,
0: it, um, okay. so, so I went I to Long Island cause I had an internship in New York and Long Island just happened to be the weekend date and I didn't want to take off work. Um, oh. so no, it was like great weather. It was the first festival I'd ever attended and it was like, good Charlotte, simple plan, all time low, forever the yeah. sickest kids, LMFAO. Hanson didn't play my date, but I think they played some other dates. I think third eye blind played some dates. Like it was like a time. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Hold on. It's all coming back to me. I did go.
1: I stayed in Philly and it was at festival pier at Penn oh, landing, which is like super dope because that's like the right first the place river. I ever saw
0: good. Charlotte was festival pier.
1: Yeah. I will. Lo- oh my God. I have so many memories with that, that whole outdoor venue. It's a great
0: venue. It really is. So yeah, so they they played this song on my Road Roadshow and then it was like officially a single in August, 2010. Um, I just had to note uh, that I picked this song. I mean, we had talked about it a bit, Nikki, on, on Instagram, yeah. but this episode is going to come out around my birthday, August 30th. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'll <laughs> Very
1: appropriate.
0: <Right>? Very appropriate. <laughs> uh, but it's a fun song too. And I, I always like to look up how songs have done on the charts and cardiology and and as has been discussed on the show, but cardiology did really well in Australia better than it did in the U S this song peaked at number seven and was certified platinum in Australia, but it was also number eight in the UK and it hit the top 40 in Finland and New Zealand. And it also hit, Number thirty-five on the U.S. Billboard Pop Songs chart and and charted on mainstream top forty and dance club songs. So I was surprised about that because I I didn't I don't know. I don't think I ever heard this on the radio. Did you? So I I do remember hearing it um,
1: on Q one hundred and two, which was like the top forty pop station in Philly. Okay, um, but they. I mean I I think overall Philly has been playing GC just the, yes. like a little more than everyone else just because they have so much history and like you know they were the not first that particular city to play station GC on the
0: radio. Yeah,
1: another yeah, y 100 was like the first station which uh I feel so old saying that cuz it's not even around anymore. But um there's just a lot of you know there's a lot of love there. So oh, yeah. I do remember hearing it on Q102 not a lot um but you know, I think for that time period, like those few years, the top 40 was getting, like, all crazy. Like, it wasn't just pop, like, yeah. bubblegum pop. You know, they were playing all sorts of different types. And I do remember hearing it, but, like, not very often. And that's that got me back to putting mixed CDs back in my car yeah.
0: at the time. <laughs> I, I, To be fair, I also – I guess this would have been – probably when I had my old car, which, like, sometimes the radio didn't work, so I listened to a lot of CDs, so, like, probably wasn't as aware of the radio for a minute there, (laughs) so, like, maybe that's on me, too, but I I would, like, listen to the radio a fair bit.
1: Yeah, I think also, I remember, like, as being like young I just would love driving around um and plus like I was still living in Philly then you could right. just like drive to Jersey drive to New York drive to Maryland drive to like, the beach. All, like, yeah. yeah it's like everything's within like a two-hour radius and after I would get tired of my mix CDs or my passengers would get tired of my
0: mix CDs, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> they're like okay pop punk number 35 mixtape turn it off so we would um, switch to the radio but uh, and I would just get excited and be like, "Haha, look at my song that's on the mixtape is on the way. Down. Right.
0: I know. I always love those moments. Yes. So per setlist.fm, they have, they will, you know, kind of list how many times bands have played certain songs. They have a bunch of records of Good Charlotte playing this song between 2010 and 2012. I don't want to say that's completely conclusive, but you know, I, I did a quick search on YouTube as well, and I haven't seen anything since 2011 2012. Um, I want to save a little of that discourse of why they might have dropped it from the set lists. Yeah, but yeah, because <laughs> I have I have some thoughts, and and who knows? I could be right. I could be wrong. Right? Yeah, we don't know. If, yeah. if there, it's an open end. It's it is, but I. Noted that I found a fun acoustic that Benji and Joel did, which I thought was really cool because they, they have a way of taking their, you know, very upbeat. And in this case, dancey kind of songs and making them stripped down.
1: Oh yeah. It's just, it's like just a little change of pace and you're like, yeah, Oh, this is, this is still good. Like, yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard artists, you know, dub down a fully like, you know, it's like spectacularly produced song with like tons of bells and whistles and then you break it down to like an acoustic and you're like, damn, that I mean it's okay,
0: but like you have, you have to have if, a good you, song at
1: the point. Yeah. If if like the song at the root, you know, acoustically sucks. It's like, okay, well that song was maybe produced very well, but, but the song is really that amazing. Yes.
0: So, Are you a fan of AJR at all?
1: Yes um i they record in their base or their their yeah their, right? their living room
0: yeah and yeah. I, I i bring them up because they have such interesting like productions and song structures and I they're mean, pulling from is really hip-hop and yeah dance music SpongeBob. and spongebob yeah yeah
1: i, but, I, but I then, love them low-key so much
0: i love them but then they'll put out, like, acoustics, and I saw them when their album Neo Theater came out. They did an in-store at Vintage Vinyl in New Jersey, played acoustic, and, like, all this stuff sounded so awesome acoustic, too. And that's another example of a band that will write songs, I I would say in AJR's case, more of a production than in the recording, but, but also songs that holds up really really well acoustic because they're just great songs. yeah
1: it's almost their their music is like very theatrical yes um like I'm gonna say a little like panic at the disco vibe you know with all the it's just like you just hear so much happening at once mm-hmm. but it works and then you hear a broken down version and then it also works yeah so you're like okay if you can pull this off at both extremes then like you're doing something no doubt, yeah, yeah there's no doubt that
0: you're not doing something yeah Yeah. but Nikki before we dive uh more into like it's her birthday I want to help our listeners get to know you so the first question that I always ask is when did you first hear good Charlotte and what were your first thoughts on them
1: okay so I grew up in Philly suburb of King of Prussia and Mm -hmm. there's like a huge mall there oh yeah been Um, to that mall many times yes I mean you'll be lost yeah. So you know um so I my mom used to take me to the mall like once a week to buy me nail polish. I don't know, it was like this <laughs> thing. It was <laughs> like this thing that we so had So were you like, were you
0: the, like the typical emo kid like black nail polish or did you um, do a lot of colors? Okay, so at this point
1: um I was still getting like glitter rainbow from Claire's. Okay. <laughs> and and like icing or whatever. But I think right when I Right when I started like eighth grade into ninth grade, it was like jeans, black t-shirt, Converse, Mm -hmm. you know, I got like black drum glasses, black nail polish. Like it was just like a, kind of like a
0: 180. Yeah. Um, As as many of us went through,
1: yeah. There was no gradual transition there. It was just like, um, and, and I had started listening to like, I'm going to say like emo, pop punk, like all that much earlier. But. You know, there really wasn't social media. I mean, the internet we had dial-up internet, so it was like what I learned and observed was everything that I saw, like on MTV or like magazines or something. And I think, like over the summer into high school, I was like, "Fuck this! I need to be like cool." Like, yeah, like I need to like my yep. outside needs to match my inside. You know, yep, whatever, exactly, exactly. that like probably so outrageous that right now I'd be like cringing thinking about, but I was like, yeah, you know, fourteen. So, um. But no, so I used to go to the mall like every week with my mom and I, I had to look up the date actually, cause I couldn't remember, but the, the actual date was July 28th, the year 2000. And, um, so right before the self-titled came out. Yeah. And honestly, it's like almost 20, exactly 20 years. Yep. Wow. From, like coming up. It's crazy. Um, But anyway, so we were in there shopping and I we come out of Claire's, I believe, because it was like a corner store. And mm-hmm. in the big center, the center circular part were these like two guys playing music acoustically. Yep. And I was like, oh, look, music. Like, What is this? And then I'm like, I was like looking. I said, I'm like, you know what? These guys look super familiar. And I said, like, like, I was 13, I think. Nice. Yes. I think I was 13. I was like going into seventh grade. And I said, I know these guys from somewhere. And then I like, obviously, my mom was like, go ahead, do your thing, whatever. So I started watching them. And then I don't know if you remember, there used to be a TV station called The Box. Mm-mm, I don't remember. It, so it was around for a long time, like in the '90s, and I think what happened was MTV bought it out and then like revamped it as the box. I'm not sure what it was before, okay. but you would call in and pay a dollar ninety nine to request a music video, <laughs> and they would play it on the spot. Isn't that Isn't that
0: wild? Okay, and so so it's okay. like a jukebox, but like it bigger would be scale. like yeah.
1: yes, which is like so obsolete now that you are like thinking about all of your other options with technology and streaming and stuff. But so anyway, I remember sitting there and like, I would just watch music videos all day and I never called in request because I'm pretty sure my mom would kill me if I ever dialed like a one 900 number, you know, like I was like too scared to do it. So I do remember seeing the video for little things. And so that's where the connection happened when I was at the mall. And I honestly was like, Oh, I remember this kid. He has the pink splotch in his yep. face. Yeah. That's that video that I love on the box. And my mom's like, you know, whatever. Like she has no <laughs> clue what I'm talking about. But she's like she's like all about it. And so um I stayed for the set and like I got to meet them, obviously. I mean, I, I very I don't remember it as vividly as like I kind of wish I did. Right. But um it was just a quick like hello, like and and of course I was like probably so awkward and like who even knows? Right. Um, But that was like the very first time that I ever saw them, you know, and met them like in person. But it it was actually, I think that watching the video on the box was probably only
0: a few months prior
1: to that. Um, Right.
0: So. So I have to ask. That was that. (laughs) I have to ask, since you were at the mall and you just (laughs) come out of Claire's, I have to ask, did you like immediately then go into like a hot topic?
1: um you know what I was with my mom and I have to say like my mom has from the start been like totally cool with like all of my phases you know, <laughs> yeah she she's never said anything terrible like I bleached my hair and basically it fell off mm-hmm. my head and she yep. was just like okay yeah she was like you know well, whatever like she she was never like Discouraging or never, like oh, you can't do this. Like she was just like, I have to say, like I'm so grateful that like she was very like easygoing with that. But um, so I never actually really like wanted to go in a hot topic with her because I felt fair. like yeah, you know, I was I don't know you don't why. want to go I in hot
0: topic with your mom, yeah, with your mom, <laughs> right?
1: So I I usually saved it for like when I was there with my friends, right? Okay, fair. But um, I think like Pac Sun is where I drew the line, or like the van store, which is considered okay. yeah you know, I thought back then I was like oh the band store is so edgy oh I'm very like, what? edgy what was I thinking but you know I was yeah. like
0: 13 so it's all good yeah so Nikki we had we had connected on Instagram I think back in May and on your page you have some awesome music photography you know good Charlotte of course but a lot of other bands that I think that people listening to this probably also love you, uh, you know, Reliant K sleeping with sirens, Andrew McMahon. Can you talk about how you got your start in photography? Yeah. So
1: I, I mean, I've always had a camera like with me, I used to bring like disposable cameras to shows. Like I'm going to put back, put it back at the level of like the mall shows. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, we were going field trips and I was bringing disposable cameras. I just always have loved to document stuff. Um, through photos. Um, And then in high school and uh, college, I took mostly all my electives for like art and photography and just things that, yeah, I really enjoyed. So I always have been into photography. Um, And there was a point when I was like probably 19 or 20 that I was doing it like often, like kind of like doing shows and things. And then, you know, life just changed for me. In, for various reasons um, sure. and I kind of like lost touch with it and um, so fast forward like a bunch of years I moved to LA and then I got a job here and I'm like you know what I really miss like something if there's something that's missing like I just felt like my creative outlet was gone you know I do draw a lot and, like I have some tattoos and I drew most of them myself um, that's really cool so yeah it is pretty cool um, so with that, like, I just felt like I was missing something and I'm like, you know what? I think I want to get back into photography, especially like I'm in LA, like, oh my gosh, like
0: so my, much going was, on! It's like, el- yeah.
1: like my element, you know, like, you know, not just like film or, like filming and, um, photographing shows, but like, it's just gorgeous. Like, you know, there's just so many cool places to, to see and explore. So yeah, I kind of just jumped back into it. Uh got myself new camera, new lenses, and I just kind of threw myself in and started reaching out to some of my friends here. And I said, like, hey, I'm getting back into photography. You know, can I photograph your show or take some promo shots for you or whatever? And I only had, like, a very small circle of connections. Um, sure. So I was just kind of relying on them. And, of course, everybody was, like, welcoming me with open arms, like, oh, yeah. I'm like, whatever. So, um, you know, I just started gradually doing stuff at shows and um, just little sessions with my friends. And I don't – it just kind of kept building and building and building. And then I, you know, met a lot of people through the friends I already had. And it just – you know, your circle grows as sure. the time you spend You here. just got
0: to have, like, that one connection, yeah. that one circle.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> I – and, like, me – personally like I I also like really focusing on like self-improvement like okay I need Love that to like really step up my pictures here like obviously I mean I even look back at some stuff from like two years ago versus now and I'm like damn I I like really like made it much further than I you know realize like that's such a great feeling yeah and I and you don't really feel it as it's happening, like. You know, there are small moments where I would do a show and be like, oh, some of these shots are so cool. But like it never like the big picture, like never really like unfolded in front of me. Sometimes you have
0: to step back a bit to kind of appreciate things. I've I've felt that for myself a ton.
1: Yeah. And I and that's especially like the past few months, I've really had time to like be going through some old stuff that Mm -hmm. I had had it posted. And it was just it's very like refreshing to watch yourself succeed yeah especially when I mean, it's not that I wasn't trying, like i'm I'm still trying, oh yeah, um, but you know, it's just you don't really notice it, I think, until you take the time to be like, oh, so um yeah, so I just yeah, I did I, that. I yeah, I did, it. that's me, that's mine, um, and I still am very like. It's a, I love compliments and, and whatnot, but I, I still feel very like, I think it's my personality. I'm just like, Oh, thanks. You know? Yeah. I think it's great too. And, and in turn, I'm like, this is fucking rad. Like yeah. I love that shot, but I'm just like kind of very composed.
0: Learning to take a now. compliment can be <laughs> tough because I feel like you, you want to be proud of your work and you don't want to be bashful or, or ashamed, but yeah,
1: you don't for, want I, to be like, like dub it down, but I don't want right. to also be like, yeah, I'm the fucking, I'm the best, yeah.
0: right? Like but, you don't want to seem
1: like conceited. Oh yeah, because I'm definitely. Oh please, like I and I constantly am like looking at other photographers' pages, and I'm like, oh my god, these stuff are so good. And photography like is really an easy stuff.
0: one to to get lost in comparing yourself. I, I mean, I, yeah. you know, I I've 100%. always I've always been a writer too, but it, photography more so than writing because you know it, a writer shares something on twitter you have to click the link and spend a few minutes reading it a photographer tweets a photo or posts a photo on instagram and you're just like oh
1: it's right there yeah right it's, it's like right immediate there.
0: absorption
1: and you're like yep. oh and i i'm like the worst like i i have to say like I'm always like, oh my god, their stuff is so much cooler than mine. Or like, look at their shots, and my we were shooting said, the like, same
0: show. Why? Why are yeah, their shots so much better? Yeah,
1: yeah, or whatever. And then I'll be like, you know, they they really got that shot, and I didn't. And like, well, whatever. Like, fuck it, that's life. Like, because internally, I'm a very realistic person, so I will just be like yeah. yelling at myself, like, well, that's how it was. Like, you know, whatever. And I'm fine with that. But I just. You know, and I do take into consideration, like, everyone has, like, various styles. Some people don't really have a set style. Some people are more, like, yeah. versatile with, like, you know, whatever. Um, and I am very guilty of, like, comparing myself with mm-hmm. everybody else. And it's not even on, like, a level. It has nothing to do with the other person. It's more just, like, I'm comparing to my own work. So, right, you know. I, but I've, I have learned to, like, grow from that. I will admit that I'm much more like aware of how I'm like how I'm thinking of something when I look at it versus like okay don't be in there like saying oh shit your picture is like not that great but right you know I just try to look for the positive or you know that's just how I am so yeah but I've gotten better I will say no more no more comparing as much so
0: and you've done I mean you, you know you said in the bio you sent over to me that you've photographed most of the people on your bucket list uh you know obviously good charlotte is a band that goes way back but besides good charlotte what's like the standout show you've shot whether that's like the biggest show you've shot or just your favorite photos you've taken um
1: so i I, it's kind of a toss-up i guess one of my favorite shows that i that I've done recently was simple plan with stages, oh, and, like
0: we the king awesome that was such um, a great tour
1: yeah and that that was here that was at the palladium which was pretty cool and like I just I reached out to Chuck and I was like hey I was Chuck from simple plan and I was like hey you know is it cool if I like you know stop by and take some photos and I think at this point we were talking about like taking photos like possibly at the time they're in the recording studio and mm-hmm he was like, Oh, I'm down. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I was so excited. And then, you know, things didn't work out. Like the scheduling got mixed up or whatever. Sure. And then he's like, just, just come shoot the show at least. And I was like, Oh yes. Like I'm here. Um, so that was pretty cool. But I think, um, the, another favorite show, like all time favorite show that I did was, um, so Vic Mensa had a side project, like 93. Pumps. Yeah. Yeah. He did uh, a show Oh it's really it's it's a really cool project, by the way. if you haven't if you have not listened to it, it's very like, I mean, especially right now, it's it's very empowering. Um but anyway, he did a show at Madame Siam, which is like this tiny r- room, basically in the basement in l a. And this is the only show that I was literally. Like in the crowd, in the pit with my camera, like taking shots, and then like getting like punched in the head. Obviously, those
0: those shows are stressful. But like,
1: yes. But we've all been there. Yeah, and I I truly, I'm very like I'm a step back person. If I'm if I'm working, I try not to be like, you know, in the crowd if I don't have to be. Obviously, just because I have my equipment and you know, if someone's bumping me or whatever but this, I didn't really have a choice, but the energy was like crazy. Like, I mean, everybody knew every single word and it hadn't been that, that long since the music was released. And, and cool, I was though. just like,
0: that that's I a cool like, vibe. Cause you yeah. can tell that people are, they're people fans. So they're not just there I mean, to be there. They're fans.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was hot as hell. It was like, probably like 85 or 90 degrees in there everyone's like sweating you know there's like no service for anyone like it's like really in the basement basically and um I just remember like I was like I mean I couldn't stop smiling and like yelling the the words and and everything and as I'm taking photos and I'm I'm not necessarily like the most like extroverted person so I'm kind of more mellow um, more of like an observer just you know I'm there to get my stuff done but this is like have
0: to like assert yourself in those kind of situations
1: yeah. yeah I mean but I was like I was also like there's only one other photographer there um and it was just like amazing like I was I felt so lost in the moment at that show and I don't always feel that way not necessarily because I'm not enjoying myself but I'm more focused on, like, what I'm doing in the process, mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, you know. But, um, you know, this, I didn't really have a choice. I was just, like, thrown into it. And I was, like, I mean, it was, it was just so fun. And, honestly, the shots from that show were some of my favorite. Like, they're just very, like, very contrasty, very punched out, like, black and white. And, like, I'm just, I was so pleased with, like, the shots. I was, like, ha- I mean, I was telling everyone, like how great this show was and a lot of people weren't super familiar they're just like okay whatever Nikki you shot another show cool
0: yeah right 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 (laughs) right. yeah this was like
1: this was like an experience like plus I had I had never seen uh Vic before like you know do a live performance so just so much good energy and it's like such a he has so many like such a strong message and it's like you just feel so much power and like everyone there was just so united that night. And it was just like a really cool experience. So that's probably like my actual favorite show. I mean, just because I had a person, like a different personal experience.
0: Yeah. No, that sounds like an amazing show. And we've talked, I mean, I I could totally just do like an entire podcast with you talking about, you know, your photography and and everything you've done in the music industry, even if we didn't get into this Good Charlotte song. Um, So maybe I'll have to have you back. But okay. before before we before we go into the song, I I wanted to ask you. I mean, you've done, you have all this photography. You're studying music business. You're an assistant. You work for a digital music platform. You you did Warp Tour. You had a radio show. What would be your number one tip? Like your your little quick tip for someone who wants to get their start in music but isn't really sure how to uh, get involved.
1: Okay. So I'm going to say this as a tip for everyone and a big fat reminder to myself, because I need this, um, asking out like asking for help, reaching out to people, trying to make that connection, just put effort into it. I mean, don't stand around and expect that if you say, if you, you know, email somebody for a photo pass and expect to get it or whatever. Um, just try, you know, be friendly, reach out. Don't be afraid, you know, of like rejection because I'm guilty of this. I'm still guilty of this. Oh,
0: totally. Same.
1: You know, like I, I mean, it's so crazy. Like I feel so comfortable around certain people or, you know, around just people in general. And then I like lock up and I'm like almost afraid to ask for, you know, like, hey, is it cool if I get a photo pass or whatever? Yeah. You know, can I shoot the show? Like, and if for being like, I'm pretty confident in my work, but for some reason, there's like a weird like,
0: self consciousness sometimes. In in like, yeah. Well, if if they to me it's the thought like, process is like, well, if if they really thought I was that good, they would have asked me. Yes,
1: that's exactly you know? <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> like, and then I realized, like, you know what. They have a lot of shit going on. Like the last right. thing we're thinking about is hey, let me reach out to Nikki and see if she wants to photo the show. Like right, right. They're like, what the fuck ever? If she wants to photo, she'll ask. And then meanwhile, right. exactly. like, oh, if they want me there, they'll ask. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing, is like, and I'm still so guilty, like, and I know, like, you know, I have to be more diligent about just being like, Hey, is it, you know, is there any way? I mean, obviously, right now in that time. No one's shooting shows right now. No one's shooting anything. Yeah, but um, in the first one of the first times that I said I'm really gonna like, you know, take take a shot and stop being like so like oh I'll just like you know twirling my thumbs Mm -hmm. is when I reached out to Chuck and this was even before a show and and he was just like totally open to it and I'm like wow like okay
0: all you had to do
1: was do it all I had to do was ask yeah and then. And like, it just unfolded in front of me. I mean, and it doesn't happen like that every time. So, and and that's, I think is like the biggest fear of anyone. Like, oh okay, God, something yeah. goes great the first time. And then you're like, you, you almost like set yourself up for like a letdown when it doesn't go as perfectly the next mm-hmm. time, but that's just life. You know, it doesn't happen like that. And I'm okay with that. For sure. But, but yeah, so I would say, don't be, try, not don't be, it's not condescending, but try, you know, like not to be so not down on yourself but don't doubt yourself you know perfect even though you may feel that way just take the chance because if someone is taking the time to say no or to give you like um you know it's better an than an appropriate response yeah right it's like you at least you got a response you were acknowledged and you know it's not personal most of the time at all yep. so it's just like hey, you know we already have, listful or we already are doing this or you know we don't really have anything open right now but it's like you know they will remember you reached out to them and mm-hmm. you know maybe they'll reach out to you in the future maybe they won't but at least you made your mark and you exist and I think it's important that you you know kind of just put yourself out there even if you don't feel comfortable because that's that's still me that is yeah 100% <laughs> me too me. don't worry <laughs>
0: I love that, Nikki. That's that's awesome. That's a great piece of advice. Um, let's get into Like It's Her Birthday. Let's do it. You know, so we talked a little bit about some different songs from Good Charlotte that you really love. What makes Like It's Her Birthday stick out to you? So... The real you. I know
1: it's um, near your birthday, and yes. that's the song was released <laughs> on your birthday. So for me, okay, so I can have a similar a similar experience. So the song came out then, but then drum roll, the entire album was actually released on my actual birthday. Love that, love that. Which was when November second, which was a Tuesday. Which, if you remember back in the day, records mm-hmm. and albums were released on Tuesdays, on Tuesdays. Yeah um so yeah but to me that was like a huge deal and I was like oh my god the first single is like it's her birthday and then I'm getting the whole album like on my, oh, my actual birthday. birthday
0: yeah and, again
1: I was like I'm so fucking cool no I'm just kidding I, I I wasn't thinking that but um I was like wow this is so cool like this is like the best birthday present number yeah so um but yeah so so of course you know not for the reason, but like that cardiology is actually my no, I shouldn't say this, but I think it is my favorite album. Okay. Maybe by like a maybe by like a hair. It's hard to say, but it it's very close to the top. Um so you know, I only had heard like it's her birthday and I
0: didn't know what the album would sound like. And then Which they would kinda do. Like they would release that yeah. like fun party song before the album came comes out. Yeah. And you're kind of, you kind of would have to rely on like whatever they'd say in interviews. <laughs> yeah. You know, leading I mean, up to the album to know what to expect.
1: Yeah. And then if you're like, oh, I love that song so much. And then, you know, you, if that's like your type of song, like, you know, you love that like upbeat, dancey, like poppy, um, you know, type of music. And then you get the album, there were definitely other songs on there that. Were similar, but there are definitely some that uh, towards like the second half that were just a little different, very different, yeah. Um, and that's like where I was sold. I mean, I was sold on the, like the second half of the record. Oh my was, god, the
0: second half is so. Oh, I still
1: good. listen all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's like very special place. I know there's a. A lot of things with that record, and I think we're going to get into that later, like oh yeah, label changes and stuff, and like things. Yeah, that, I mean, who knows what really would have been on the record or how it would have actually sound? I don't know, but yeah. I'm like beyond elated with how
0: it's turned out. So yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what this song means. I would love to hear Nikki, like what you think it's about, and then I'll share, you know, my thoughts, and we can dive into what the band has said.
1: Okay um well initially when I heard the song I was like oh it's about this girl and she's kind of like like a party animal and she's like cheating on cheating on whoever With the song like right. you know and I I don't think I really like read into it and then as I got older um like the month <laughs> like the last year or two I started to like really think about what they're saying and um I don't necessarily know that maybe the subject in the song is cheating or anything like that. I mm-hmm. think it's more as, okay, someone's in a relationship with this girl and maybe they only see this like, you know, shy side or she's just like, kind of like chill. Like she's just low key. Okay. And then okay. I think like, you know, like they see maybe, this shy girl and
0: then they're like, Oh, I, I didn't know she would do this.
1: Yeah. And then I okay. think maybe like at some point, you know, they're like, Oh, like they realize that she has this other side to her that like, they were like, Oh, I didn't realize you were like this. Not, it's not necessarily like a bad thing, no. but I think it's like, you're just taken back. Um, cause I know I was like, just reading over the lyrics again, like just yeah. for myself, like, you know, I'm like, what, like am I missing something? Cause sometimes you get lost in the, just the melody of the song and you're like yelling the words without actually processing what mm-hmm. you're saying. Um, But I think basically like she just maybe she just like loves attention and she just likes
0: to be And that's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Of course. It's not like definitely nothing negative. Um it's just like, you know. That's not like the girl that, you know, he sees like, oh well, like we're just at home, like watching movies on the couch and you're always hanging out with me, whatever. But like okay. oh, you have this side where you're going out with all of your friends and getting wasted. Like, but but what? like maybe she likes to keep them separate. She enjoys both. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of how I interpret it now. I think like she does like to go out and have a good time, but she maybe just in the relationship keeps it low key and uses the relationship. It's almost okay. like downtime. But it doesn't I, intertwine the two, obviously.
0: <laughs> I love hearing that because I will admit, like, I, I didn't really grab onto that that nuance. You know, I'm I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm listening to this song and I'm like, okay, you know, they're singing about a girl that's just living it up, living every day like it's her birthday. She wants to be the center of attention. She's not holding back and she's just determined to have a good time. Um, so I, I like that that nuance that you have in your interpretation that it's from the perspective of the, the boyfriend or partner who's sees this, this low key person, uh, yeah. this maybe homebody kind of quiet person. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I didn't know you were You're like, like this. Oh, am it's I kind dating of, the same person? Right, yes. Right. 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 Kind of a, a subtext that I feel like you have to, have listened to the song a bunch of time and, and spent a lot of time with the song to, to pick up on that. Um, yes.
1: I like that though. Yeah. Just a little different insight. <laughs>
0: yeah. Benji did a track by track of this album with alternative press, um, which is not like on their main website anymore. So you had to archive it. Uh, but I don't know why. Cause like he had so many great things to say about so many great songs. Um, Anyway. And they archived it. Right. <laughs> but it's still easily, it's not. <laughs> you a, just have to dig, yeah. Yeah, you just have to dig. and I'm, A little I'm, extra effort. Oh, I'm digging. Um, <laughs> but he said about this song that every Good Charlotte album has a couple tracks on it that are just for fun. This is that song on cardiology. It has a good mix of the old school sound from our self-titled record from 2000 and the sound we explored on Good Morning Revival in 2007. We knew this one would be fun to play live. Uh, You know, I think that uh, hits what they were kind of going for with the overall sound of the record, but something I was just thinking of as I was getting ready to record earlier this afternoon was that I think Generation RX, which is the most recent record, was the first time that they didn't have any fun songs. Yeah, I I think you're right. It's, it's a short record and I, I get why they did that. Cause that's, it's a very serious and intense record. So I get yeah. why they didn't want to throw in like a fun song. Like how would that even fit? It, uh, yeah, it almost would be like, really?
1: Like you really had to throw that in there. Yeah. Um. And though I do, I just would like to note that I do like how at the end of Generation RX, there is California,
0: which is yes. just like a nice it's like song, but I wouldn't yes. say it's like a fun party song.
1: Yeah. It's just like a little, it's just a different turn from the rest of the album, but it's, yes. it's nice because it definitely, you, you leave with like a nice note, you know, in your head. You're like, Oh, exactly. After all of that, you're like, it's just kind of like a, a calm down session.
0: Exactly. I love it. Um, I found a great interview that Billy did with Seattle Pie, and he's talking about uh, choosing this as the lead single, and he said that it was a hard choice because we try to make every song seem like it could be a single, doesn't really make sense to do album fillers or just a song that's fine, Um, We don't really write deep, introspective art music. We just write simple, peppy songs. It's usually a hard decision, and this seemed like the right one. So, you know, it's it's good. It's a banger. It's a fun song. But he goes on to say, uh, on a different note, which we should, let's get into this, that when they started recording this record, they were on Sony BMG. After we finished the record, they switched to capital EMI, and Billy says he wanted to trust the new label and, and see what, what they would do. And, you know, the label was into this song. I didn't know that, Nikki, about the timing of when they switched labels. Like, I knew that this was their their one release on Capitol Records. I didn't... I, yes. Did you know that about the, so uh, the timing?
1: I I didn't realize that it was happening when it was happening. But yeah, I think Joel, Joel had mentioned, like, I don't know, I, at some... I heard somewhere. I don't know if it was like, at a sh- I don't think it would have been on the show. Um, but he was talking somewhere. And I remember him saying, like, you know, we're going through a huge change or something like that. And then uh, just briefly touched on the fact that they were switching. So, yeah. um, and I know, like, that can be Brutal, especially if you have a project already in the works, and it's like,
0: yeah, how you get everybody
1: on the same page. You know, there's a lot of shit that goes into that, and it's like,
0: and know, they're switching parties, happy, and and they're they're famously switching producers in the middle of this making this record. Yes, but
1: going back to familiar face, yeah, which I do appreciate. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it is difficult to know I think especially when you have stuff started I mean this just can go for any anyone in any position if you have something started and you're switching someone who's overseeing what's going on or just you know even different you have a different set of eyes it's like okay you're just praying that this these new people don't like completely rip apart your stuff or maybe you know I think in this case it was actually a good thing because I think that they were not happy with how the record is progressing and so when they had switched they had revamped some stuff and written some new stuff and it, it took a turn and I for think, the better
0: I think they pro. I would assume they also wanted a label that could see them the way they saw themselves like a, a label that knew what to do in terms of okay what songs do we want to push as singles what songs right. uh, not forcing yeah they're,
1: right. if it's, if it's Just the natural flow, at least to an extent. You know, it's difficult when you have people pushing on you, I'm sure, to say, you know, we really like this. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not even happy with the way this sounds right now, but you keep pushing it. And it's like, if you're not comfortable with the product that you're producing, no matter what it is, it's like, how can you be confident in yourself if you're not confident in just a small sliver of what you're offering to people? Yeah. So it is important to, really be on the same page, at least enough where, you know, you can come to an agreement or just people also just recognize and respect what you want to sound like.
0: Yeah. But I I wonder too, and I I perpetually wonder this with, Cardiology, and and we just had an episode with Shannon Carlton, who is from Australia. She lives in Toronto now, but you know she was living in Australia at the time that you know this album came out. So it it was it was fun to hear her talk about this album a little bit. But it's it's funny to me, just like how how little of a push I felt like this album got in the U.S. Yeah, you know, I think it
1: was. It's like I really don't remember anything. No, I, mean, I really don't besides it was like, like, me. Their it was website. like me me telling my friends and they're yeah. like okay, I,
0: I mean, know. i was i I joined the the street team. There was a street team, you know, with capital yeah capital records, um you know, and they'd sent me like posters and stuff that I would like hang up around my college campus,
1: yeah, I mean, but, it's crazy. I think it was very like there was very minimal promotion, yeah. which I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to really remember like that specific time. It was a weird time because it was like the transitioning from like old school, like I'm listening to CDs or listening to the radio to, and like
0: Spotify starting to, get to into, into like, yeah, like Spotify was at, 2011. Cause I remember it was when I yeah. had started my blog so like uh, that that 2010 2011 a lot of those albums it would be like well or am I gonna stream this am I gonna buy this yeah 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 and then it and then at that point
1: I mean a lot of record stores have even closed like Sam yep. Goody the Wall like all of these cool places um, Tower Records you know I spent hours in those stores like mm-hmm. even if I didn't buy anything but yeah you would just like flip I through think, yeah yeah, I would just be like checking out everything. And I think now, even now, but back then at that time, it was like this weird transition where I think people really hadn't like dedicated themselves to one one or the other. So like yeah. you had people maybe going and checking out stuff like in stores, but then people were like experimenting with, you know, like the digit buying into the digital era, like, okay, I'm gonna buy this on the iTunes, you know? And it was like, yeah. I remember thinking like, I was bummed that I didn't have a physical CD. Like I want to read through the little,
0: like the inside, um, leaflet. Like I want to order the it. CD for this, but I feel like I did a pre-order package that came with a shirt. Um, I think I, I may like
1: have, cause I think I, yeah. I think I have the this, this shirt. I don't know. Yeah. I mean the
0: amount of stuff I have at my parents' house still is like a yeah. museum, I'm sure. I did <laughs> I did a big uh, clean out of my closet last uh, like last it was I guess it was, it was probably like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen I did a big clean out and I was like, all right, I'm gonna set aside all the shirts I like never really wear and Yeah.
1: But you don't wanna get rid of them, so it's well, like- but
0: I was like, you know what? I actually don't have room and my parents were oh, moving, yeah. so like they didn't really have room either right so I was like I'll 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 sit these aside if I come back in a few months and I haven't whatever I haven't worn in in six months I'll get rid of and I did um
1: wow good for you I'm
0: like I have like a
1: pile of shirts
0: it's like which I did but you know I I think I just reached a point where I was like I don't have room for all this stuff yeah I have so much shit my parents yeah. didn't have room either. So I was like, all right, they just got to go. Like we've got to do something here. You know, yeah. Half of these are just worn out or they don't fit, you know. Um, but I do, I like miss them. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have made like a t-shirt quilt with some of these like old, old guitar shirts. That's, I've been saying that I'm going to do that for like
1: probably years. I'm not going to do it. And yeah. I'm like, um, no, but it's funny that you said you were cleaning stuff out because when I moved to LA, I really, I moved to LA like eight years ago. Right. Oh my God. Eight years ago. Okay. And, um, so I didn't really bring too much stuff with me. And then I think I had gone back to my parents a few times to visit and I gradually kept bringing stuff back, bringing stuff back. And my my mom, she had cleaned out like my closet and the attic. And she was like, she sent me this big box one day and was like, here's all your shit. (laughs) Keep it. And so, um, I think I, I just was, like, reminiscing so hard with, like, my maid hoodie. I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Like, like, like Come on. I have, like, a maid. Like, it's a beanie cap, but it has, like, a tiny visor on the side. Oh, like, do you remember, yeah. Do you remember that trend? I don't oh, know.
0: Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. The- and <laughs> it's
1: like, I put it on, and I came out, and I was like, look at my hat. And My, my best friend, Sarah, she looks at me. She's like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, this is like the year 2003 in a nutshell. Like, what do you mean? This is, this is it. She was like, you look ridiculous. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I just put it back in storage. I love it. But, um, yeah. And that's how I busted out my old maid shirt and the picture I sent you. Yeah. That was was a great picture. I was like, I'm going to throw it back. I'm going to throw it back. Yeah.
0: There we go. So I want to get into some discourse. Uh, on this song, um, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, seems like they've pretty much dropped this from the set list. And I want to yeah. kind of talk about why. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the set list that I have, a signed set list from the Youth Authority tour, and like, uh, they don't play tour. anything from Cardiology. On they didn't play anything from cardiology and like this would be like the one song you would think they'll play but they didn't they didn't play it
1: they didn't yeah um Um,
0: what what's your thoughts on why they dropped it from the set list
1: okay so this is I think I'm looking at it from just a realistic perspective as far as like time slots how much time you have how many songs you can play sure yeah and so like during that during the cardiology tour, they played a lot off cardiology,
0: which like, I, which to say, I didn't get to go to that tour. And I'm uh, still so mad at myself for not freaking driving. Cause I was in Ohio for the summer at school and I uh, could have okay. driven to Indiana and just gotten a hotel and I had the money yeah. to do it, but I just didn't. And I like yeah. still it's regret that up. so much. Yeah.
1: You know what, actually that tour, I was living in Philly still and since you're so close and I, I my um some of my friends we all just went and we drove to like like four different dates. We went to like mm. DC, we went to like Rimp. Philly, Allentown, we went to New York. But I remember like I was like loving those shows because, you know, when do you ever get to hear like sex on the radio?
0: Oh, like, oh god and, damn it. And like low
1: key, wait, I remember I don't okay. I remember sorry, Joel, but Joel was wasted. Like he was just downing alcohol all night and he was like screaming these, like, I mean, it was such a good time because like, it was just fun. It was like, like, I don't think I've ever seen this song live. Like other than those, like two or three shows because I I feel like, I don't know. I keep thinking that I don't even think that they played all of the same set list through each show, but I'm sure they did. And it was just me having terrible memory. But, um, it was just like, it was such a good time. Yeah. He was so drunk at New York show, he was just like really drunk. And it, I mean, no offense Joel. I love you. It's fine. Um, but I was like, yeah, man, get it. Like, get it. This is great. But so those songs, yeah, they just, I feel like they don't really play them ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it, it kind of hurts my heart because I, I really do enjoy it. I enjoy those.
0: those I, songs. I feel like on, on the realistic level, there's the realistic thing of, like, cardiology just did not sell very well in the U.S., despite being yeah. an, an album that a lot of fans, like, we all hold it pretty close to our hearts, I think. Yeah. Um, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. But let's also talk about the content of this song. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think your insight into the song and that it's you know coming from the perspective of like maybe a a guy who just has never seen this side of his girl before i think that's valid but i don't think that is like obvious it's definitely not surface level i think that's yeah
1: you know surface level you're like oh this girl's like a little hoe and she's like right like
0: so (laughs) so Are they making a judgment call on the girls who like to get out and have fun? Are they saying that they're vapid, that they're not going to be faithful? You know, are they making a judgment call or is it observational? What do you think?
1: I, I think it's observational.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean,
1: I, 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 I'm, I'm guilty of being like, cause I, I, you know, I don't really go out like I do, but I'm not like I, out there. You sure. Know? Yeah. Like in my, in my sequin dress, pop bottles. Like that is not me. Um, but. I think like, it's just, it's like, maybe it's, it's more of like, hey, I'm just going to tell my story because how many other people out there can relate? Or like, especially if you're in a relationship, it's like, you think, you know, maybe, you know, you know, like a little bit about this person, a couple of months in dating. And then you're all of a sudden, you're like, wait, wait, what is this? So I think it's definitely observational. I don't really think that they're being like I don't think they're like trying to call out a certain type of girl. No,
0: but I, I think, mean I feel like I it's a little the, too the bit in the first verse where he's saying like oh I'm not saying that she's cheating but she's dressed yeah. for something that right you like has got he's a little kind of looks like what's happening that that to me is what feels kind of judgmental you know yeah like I mean like like assuming that a girl that's yeah you know, like oh yeah hey gonna like, go out hey, babe. Is,
1: yeah. Hey babe, I'm going out to a, a meeting really quick, you know, a dinner meeting. Okay. Right. And you're dressed in like your, your glitter mini dress with your heels right. and you're like, uh, okay, so that's how you show up in a meeting, but okay. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like, you're kind of like, okay, something is not linking up here. No. But, yeah, I don't think it's, like, anything meant to be harsh. It's just kind of, like... I don't
0: think it's meant to be super judgmental, but I do, like, I, I, I kind of take that a little bit that way, personally.
1: Yeah, I know I can see. I you can know, see like, that, that it's, like, making, making
0: some kind of assumptions, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And it's interesting, Is like, the video, um, the video was shot at Dre's, which is, like, up the street from where I live. Oh, really? But, but it's actually not it's not there anymore. it's closed. Uh, well, it exists, but it's not Dre's anymore. Um, and I think I think it's again like the W hotel i I think if I'm right. but um so and it and it's got like that place has like a notorious like, you know, you gotta wait in line, can't get in if you don't mm. look hot. You know, it's got like it's definitely Dress code house. And- oh, yeah. and it's like, you know, oh, you don't look a certain way. Well, we're just gonna let twenty people ahead of you. Yeah. So it does have that reputation. Um, Okay, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I only went once. Um, So because that's like when I first moved here and then it actually closed down shortly after I was living here. Um, But I think there's still one in Vegas. But anyway, so I think it's like, the whole, like, reputation of just, like, nightlife of people, like, it's not really a reputation, it's actually, like, a stereotype of people that are really into, like,
0: clubbing and stuff. I think it just kind of all falls now, under now that, that, we're, that roof. Yeah, now that we're talking, you know, they had girls and boys, they had keep your hands off my girl That are that are also kind of, uh, keep your hands off my girl, I think, is, like, very obviously kind of sarcastic and cynical and, like, what the F is this? And yeah. I feel like this is a little less obvious, but maybe maybe there's some element of, like, trying to be like, okay, this is, this is, this is the sort of club nightlife culture, kind of on both, both ends. The, the one that's yeah. going out and the one that's maybe staying in and watching someone go out.
1: Right. And, like, also, like, the time that that was released, like, that was a really, like... That was like a popular vibe in culture and music. Like I think, like like David Guetta and like yeah, um, you know all of that like real dancey, kind of starting
0: to really really blow up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think just even even like the like the recurring theme in a lot of like music videos was like party rooftop, like good time. You know, I know it's just like also something that will always be popular for like a music video treatment, but you know. I just remember, like, that time it was just really blowing up and, like, you know, people would be doing remixes, like, specifically because it's, like, you want this to be the song you hear in the club, like, with your girls or whatever. So, um, I don't know if they were, like, kind of, like, dipping their feet into that um, just because it has...
0: They had the remix EP of this. And they had... There was... I mean, there was Greatest Remixes. There was, you know, Keep Your Hands Off My Girl... Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't No, I don't. You know what? A lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I I have, I have a much greater appreciation for dance music now than I did in 2008. But I've gone back and listened to greatest remixes and like, I still, I'm sorry guys. I, I still don't love greatest remixes. I love anxiety and Los Angeles worldwide is really fun. Um, Yeah, some of them I do
1: like more than others, I will say. like some, Some I definitely like repeating, some of them I skip over just because, like, I'm not a huge fan um, of, like, just whatever, how they sound, or especially if I'm in the car, you know, it's, like, just something I don't want to be, like, hearing, blasting with, like, crazy sound effects that are, like, you know. Triggering my migraines or something. I
0: listened but, to um, I listened to some of the remixes of this uh, earlier today, and I liked the Andrew WK remix a lot. But maybe that's just because I'm like, oh, Andrew WK. That's like a name I actually know.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? Like, what's funny is like he has a good reputation, and like, yeah, his vibe. Like, his Have you seen him live or no? No, I haven't. But I love. He's like. Yeah. He's like a party man. Like he's like, yeah, totally rocking it out. Like the, you know,
0: but he's like all about positivity and stuff.
1: Yeah. Like a very loud in your face, like good time. Like that's just like the feel he puts out and love that. Anything with his name attached to it. It's like, you know, it's going to be like fun. Even if it's fun,
0: it's going to be like more. Yeah. Let's talk about this music video a little bit. Um, it was directed by Josh Forbes, whose other credits include The Fray, Sarah Bareilles, Alkaline Trio, The Offspring, Metro Station, Coheed and Cambria, Bare Naked Ladies, Ingrid Michelson. So he's got some good credits, and it's yeah. basically, you know, it shows the band playing in this like this big cube thing. Um, and then there's like all these yeah. club shots. Girls are dancing. There's stripper poles. There's champagne and there's a birthday cake.
1: Yeah. It's like a pillow fight. Yeah, know? there's <laughs> a pillow fight. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of like when I first saw it, I remember being like this is like Playboy Mansion vibe. Yeah. And then and like to me at the time, I was like uh like I was like Ugh. like whatever it's not my thing. But like I can appreciate, you know, whatever, but I was like I don't know how much I really like this video yeah. it's a good time but it's not really like my style but it it does fit very well for the song so clearly yeah like, you know at the end of the day my say is irrelevant yeah um it's fun though um but it is a fun video and it does go
0: definitely in step with the song and there's some good cameos in here yeah. John O'Callaghan and Kennedy Brock from the main martin johnson and paul d giovanni of boys like girls and tony lovato of Mist. Yeah, that's pretty sick very this is this is a very like late 2000s 2010 it's
1: almost like a little reunion because i feel like a lot of the yeah i mean well i think the main were a little bit later but um yeah and boys like girls like they're kind of in the same time i know mess of i've i've loved mess for so long yes and um I photographed them many times and shout out oh. to Tony I love you <laughs> thank you for being so kind to me um but so yeah I, I think like it's almost like a little reunion and I was like oh yeah well
0: they had that, that tour, together. I think it was 2008 with Boys Like Girls and I think the main
1: yeah um yes I saw that at Festival Pier I can't remember what love it's that. called
0: but Festival Pier see, it's coming back again yeah such a good time so another kind of underrated and I think sort of overlooked part of this song is Billy's guitar solo oh my god it's epic it's epic (laughs) I mean like and
1: I just wait for it because yeah it's literally like for me it's like when you it's just I don't know it's like you hit that and you're like oh yes like just get it you know no vocals it's just
0: oh yeah all, all of that he did an interview with by the way great website name um unrecognizable schizo yeah in June two thousand and ten um and and so this is like before the record was released or really announced, they're just kind of teasing it um he said that this song stuck out to him that He says, I've been pushing to do some guitar solos for years. I got to do a really cool one on that song, so that was definitely a highlight for me. It's a fairly pop song for us. It's still rock. It's very guitar-heavy, but it's sort of a real pop melody. By putting a big rock guitar solo in the middle of the song, it gives it a nice edge. I like that fine line between being a rock band and writing pop songs.
1: It's true. It's very true. It's because it kind of gives... You know, I feel though, as that song was kind of a little stepping away from like their usual sound, um, yes. not too far, but just like a little bit. And then it kind of like brings you back. Cause even if you're like not super into the song or you're just like, you know, you let it play, but you're not like skipping to that song per se, you right. hear that little guitar breakdown and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Here we go. It's, like kind of yeah. pulls you back in and then it kind of like just glides you out the rest of the song and you're like, okay. I love it. Um, Yeah, for sure. It's, that's a good one. That's actually like, I really enjoy like a good, not like a switch, but I like when it's just, you're just something that stands out and kind of like.
0: One of those cool little moments. Yeah. It
1: just loops you back right back in.
0: I love that. So that's really cool. So I would love to talk about some reviews and, and what different reviews said about this song. It was pretty mixed. It was pretty mixed. The, uh, the critical response to this. Spin actually loved this song. I was a little surprised to hear that because I felt like Spin would usually be the ones to sort of turn up their nose at a band like Good Charlotte. Yeah, or be a little more critical. Right. Yeah, for sure. They said that the track blends a combination of old and new Good Charlotte. It's a fast-paced parter song party song but rather than the anthem style distorted electric guitars the group uses synthesizers to create the upbeat sound there
1: you go yeah I mean it's I I don't hate it trust me I love it um but I'm very overall I think I'm very flexible with like what I like I like Mm -hmm. basically everything so I don't you know for me it's Sometimes I may hear something I don't like it, and then you know it grows on me. But yeah, to come out and say like straight out—I mean, at least it wasn't—they weren't being overly critical. Oh, we'll get into uh, I mean, some that are I know there are yeah. definitely some people that were like, "Fuck this
0: song." Yeah. So Benji had done a interview with Spin earlier that year before the song actually came out, talking about how. They restarted the record, basically. And he said that on this record, they made a point of not thinking about what's going on in music right now, like the popularity of dance music. We play what makes us feel good, which is, which is fun. And it's such a cool perspective because on Good Morning Revival, they had like really, really taken in a lot of that dance kind of stuff in their own punk way. And then this record, like they keep some of that, but it also has a very, like, old-school vibe, so that's fun. Yeah,
1: and I I feel like with cardiology, it's, like, almost, like, divided in half, you know? Like, the first half is, like, very, like, almost, like, reflective of, like, Good Morning Revival, like, you know, more, like, like fun, fancy, like, fun stuff, yeah. And then, you know, it's, like, there's the interlude, and then you just kind of take, like, a nice turn, and then you're, like, oh. A lot of
0: sentimental.
1: Yeah, and it's just, and that... That's what, like, I mean, I love both, like, I don't both halves of yeah. that record.
0: Uh, but- I had, uh, I think, I believe this was episode three with Scott Waldman. Scott, I'm uh, calling you out here. So if you listen Uh-oh. to this, yes, Scott, I am calling you out by name on purpose. We talked a little bit about cardiology, uh, but he, Scott said that, like, he thought cardiology should have just been, like, an EP, that it should have uh-huh. been mostly uh-huh. just the first half. And I was just like, no, 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 no.
1: I mean, I mean what? Like you would
0: you would like lose out on so many like great stuff to back out. I mean
1: I I I not to like switch topics really quick, but I have like tattoos that are reflective of songs on the second half of that. Love that. So yeah, yeah, like I mean, come on. That is such a great uh, I mean, the whole album is so great as a whole, but yeah. I mean, it, whatever, everybody likes different things, especially, right. you know, people that just aren't into it, or it's like, you know, they don't, maybe their mood isn't
0: matching that type of music that day, so it's, sure. I respect that. So, there was a review from ClashMusic.com They didn't cite this song in particular, um, but they hated the album, and I feel like this is kind of the song the it's like songs like this that they are pointing at so i'm gonna read this review and and you know we we read a lot of reviews on this show and like yeah of course i could just read the overly positive reviews but if we're gonna talk about good charlotte's legacy and their career i think it's important to look at some of this negative press um oh yeah to it's not all unicorns. Paint the picture. Rainbow. Yeah, to paint the picture and, <laughs> and you know, wonder about maybe not just how it affected them, but how it uh, affected their fan base and such. Um, we're going to read this review. And, like, man, I have found some, like, <laughs> negative reviews. But this is, this is, this you was know, like rough. The-
1: this was really rough. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Really quick before you read this, this, this review reminds me of like, so take it back to like young and hopeless days when Mm they're like, you know, like calling out these critics and like.
0: These critics and these trust fund kids try to tell me what (laughs) punk is. Yeah. Ready? Like
1: that literally that's like, that's this, this review right here. Yeah. Um, kind of, but it definitely reminds me of like back in, you know, like 2002 when everyone was like, you know, everyone's judging us you know they just like to talk shit you know it it was like this is exactly what this reminds me of yeah Yeah. and it's like
0: way later you know all right let's let's hear it let's do it oh boy i've got a glass of water in case i need it (laughs) eight years ago good charlotte were riding high trailed by hordes of pubescent punk wannabes and for a brief moment there was an inclination to take the band seriously not anymore they have trodden the same decaying boards pretty much ever since. And this latest offering is meandering chirpy slobber that sounds more boy band than ever. The problem is that their fan base has grown up now and are either into hardcore punk or listening to radio two, Neither of which have room for the likes of good Charlotte. Avoid. Avoid. Listen here, uh,
1: you can't tell me what my what the listening is
0: So hard. <laughs> you don't so know what I'm listening to right avoid. now. The
1: avoid, like avoid. <laughs> that's so. Harsh. I mean, that's just like a hard. No, like a big. I, I get that. Thing. and I, I,
0: you know, I wonder. I do wonder about like.
1: I also feel like a younger person wrote that review.
0: I, I mean, I, I could talk about the kind of state of music criticism <laughs> as a whole. But I feel like, yeah, but I feel like in the mid-2000s to, like, 2010, you know, early mid-2000s to 2010, there was a lot of this music journalism that was just, like, vast majority of it was just, like, bashing on stuff like this. Yeah. And then I I, I would argue that in – 2010 or so when you start getting this wave of music blogs you had much much more in general positive music coverage
1: yeah a lot of I think people that were like fans of certain they, fans they, music. they're like, like oh you know, I can I can start a
0: music blog oh I can right write and it's obviously blog. like
1: yeah. you know most people unless you have a purely like you know critical type of style of writing it's like you are going to want to lift up the people you like and people around you. So you're like, of course, like promoting almost your favorite people.
0: Yeah. And quite frankly, like as someone who ran a music blog for seven years and didn't make any money from it, I'm not making money. So I'm going to write about the stuff I like. I'm not going to yeah, waste my right. time with stuff I don't like. And same with, yeah, you know, the, the couple exactly. dozen people that wrote for my blog over the years. Like generally the coverage on my site would be positive because right generally people would write about stuff they liked. you know, I was like, look, I'm not yeah. paying you, but like I can probably get you into a bunch of shows and get you a bunch of like early advanced music, you know?
1: Yeah. And also I think people just, unless you're looking for reviews particularly about like say an album or whatever, because you haven't heard it yet and you're trying to get some insight besides that, I feel people want to read positives stuff you know like yeah you're going there because you're interested in said topic or whatever so if you start reading like like if I showed up at your blog and you were like this good Charlotte song fucking sucks like I hate the remixes blah 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 like like you're probably your showing opinion, up at my blog
0: because you're like
1: oh because yeah I'm looking for like something what, cool, what you like, should listen to yeah. Uplifting. Yeah, yeah and I'm like okay versus like I would be there and be like you know what and I, like click out, like, I don't really, exactly. even, I'm not going to waste my time. So it, it definitely goes hand in hand, like, you know, as a
0: reader and a writer. Yeah. I do have, re- I want to, do you want to read this, uh, review a little bit from Consequence of Sound, which kind of like Spin, I think would have a reputation for being pretty snarky at times. S- very selective, I think. In yeah. They enjoy. Very selective in like yeah. what's cool um oh, but yeah. they 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 do have some statements here that are pretty spot on i think um so they they say the band makes attempts to grow but it probably only works well enough to satisfy hardcore fans casual fans will not take this record as much as the band may have hoped the industry the fans the scene and the band have changed since their debut and there's no turning back the clock honestly i think that's pretty spot on you know yeah
1: that i agree i mean and i think it definitely I, I mean, I'm sure you've talked to so many people, but even just people that I'm friends with or, you know, that either like GC just like a little bit or versus people that, you know, they like don't even know sales. this album. Yeah, it, it's very, it's almost like the forgotten, I don't yeah. know, forgotten. It's like, it's almost just like kind of people overlook forgotten, it. Forgotten an album, or
0: overlooked album, yeah.
1: It's like, and, and, you know, like we were saying earlier, there wasn't that much promotion. Um, you yeah. know, the singles didn't hit hard. Like, they weren't really like played on top forty or anything that that just so, really gets the word out. So it just and then they go on just, hiatus.
0: Less than a year after comes out, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, right. So you know, I don't think it. It's just I think it's timing too. Like, sure, a lot of timing issues, or you know, and just the way that everything was with did like transitioning into. To digital and yeah, the way people are getting their music and and how they're exposed to different music, it's like it just kind of got lost.
0: Which is uh, yeah. actually makes me really sad. It makes <laughs> but, me uh, sad too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like I definitely people. I don't hear a lot of people say it's their favorite record,
0: except for I the mean,
1: hardcore hardcore fans, right? So it's like, yeah. or they're like, "What's what is that?" I've never even heard of that. Right?
0: Like what? Um. So, let me read. I'll read the rest of this Consequence of Sound um quote. They said, the band is not trying to reinvent the wheel or themselves here. They keep it very simple and basic. Like It's Her Birthday is a little off color from what the album is trying to accomplish. It does not shy away from the dancey, mall pop type of music that they were trying to avoid. I don't know about that. I don't know that they were like trying to avoid I don't think they were avoiding yet. it, no. I don't think they are avoiding it. But it is a catchy single that lets the public know that good Charlotte is back. It will be a guilty pleasure that some will try to ignore, but most will succumb to.
1: I mean, they're not wrong. No, they're not wrong.
0: Um, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I do think that it's. Very, it was kind of like, given the time and given that what the, the you know, preceding the previous stuff, I think like they were kind, I don't want to say this and be like (laughs) wrong, but it seems like they kind of try to play it safe with that song. Yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder about that too. Um, And then, you know, I know there's a lot of discrepancy with like switching the labels. So it's like, you know, I don't really know what exactly happened there, but it feels though as if there was maybe a compromise or it was like, maybe they just settled with that as the single. I don't know. I mean, I wonder about that too, because there are other songs that I think would have done actually better as a single besides oh, what, that one. what would
0: what would have been your your pick for a single um, from cardiology well
1: I really like sex on the radio but that was a I single re- like I mean like uh, the first but it, it, right it like, wasn't blow, like like yeah. Like, yeah. like pull mm-hmm. it in yeah like mm-hmm. like let's let's go let's like blow it up and try to draw yeah. everybody in um but I do like uh, silver screen romance a yeah. lot. Alive has been. then alive, but also like I think last night would have been a really good to come out with. Uh, okay, yeah. I think a lot of people can.
0: It's like, like a similar I mean, vibe, I think, to this song.
1: Yeah, it is. You know? It's similar. It's almost like it's cousin song, but I, I just, I mean, I think people can relate to like a lot of the oh, content yeah. across every track. So it, you know, but. I mean, I don't know. I love them all. So, like, I can't really, you know, yeah. pinpoint exactly. But it's just something about, like, it's a birthday that is definitely seemed a little bit like they were playing it safe. Mm. But I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: Sorry, if yeah. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what the whole point <laughs> you know. of this show is, to, like, discuss it. Because there's not always yeah. a right or wrong yeah. answer or interpretation you know it's it's all about what are our thoughts you know and what do we think and what do we as as listeners what have we perceived yeah for sure so nikki how has like it's her birthday held up for you over time um so
1: i still love it yeah though i will say that like you know there's been more records since then and it has it has definitely dropped like in my ranking but it's nothing like personal it's just that I some of the newer content is really like taking oh yeah like you know it just it just has not replaced but I'm gonna say it's just bumped up on or bumped that song down the list and you know sure yeah taking over so um I still I still listen to like I mean I listen to all the records but um yeah, I still jam out to it. Like it's, and it just for me, with the whole like album being released on my actual birthday. Like that's that, so great. That's will so always, fun. It will like always hold like a special place to me. Like it so really. You know, I still love it. I'll always yeah. love the whole record, especially especially that song. So
0: love that. Yeah. So I always love asking people this as we wrap up, but what has good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed?
1: Uh, well, it hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I mean, it's crazy to think that I was like 13 or 12 or I think I was 12. Um, at the time, you know, discovering them and it's like, you don't realize how, like how fast the time goes, where the time goes. And like, you know, if you would, if I would have told myself, like at that moment, like, hey, you know, half of a lifetime from now, actually more than that, you know, you're going to be living in LA, and then like further, you're going to be like photographing them, um, and like, yeah, I, oh, I, uh, like, I, I'm just so grateful that like I've, um, got to experience so much stuff since moving here. I got to go to the Generation Rx album release party, Very cool. was, like not too. It, it was super intimate. It was like so cool. So cool. Um. And so, like, I'm just really grateful for that stuff and and the little things. And, um, you know, nothing, it, it's only gotten better, put it that way. It, it's just, it's, with age, it's gotten better. And I'm just really, I just, I will always love them so much. Like, they're yeah. my favorite band, and no one can, like, fucking change that. So, love yeah, that. whatever. Good, good, try to come in and change it, but. Yeah, or people are like, like a lot of my friends are like oh are you still like go see good charlotte and like oh yeah um, oh yeah i get that i get that too <laughs> but um yeah and so i think uh, it's just really cool and and being in a lake is, is the best thing i could do for myself because yeah. i so glad that i'm so central to like just music in general and it's just it's been such a good a good ride and i love um, that yeah we're all getting old together That's, yes I, <laughs> like so- essentially what's happening
0: Nikki, do you have any last words about Like It's Her Birthday, about Good Charlotte, or about yourself?
1: I don't think so. Um, Shout out to GC. Shout out to everybody. Um, It's just really cool to have this, like, you know, these people that, that you, you know, I've met so many people that I would have never met, you know, if it wasn't for them, even if they, not GC fans, but just people in general that through Good Charlotte, or, like, you know, I've met so many people through, like, MGDN, um, like, artists and stuff, and it's just insane to think about, like, the spider web that is created of, like, connections, and, like, I found out I love like, that. all of this so new, new music, it's, like, you, you just get opened up to, like, everything, and it, it's not just, like, GC, it's, like, it's just a whole nother world Yeah, that you can get, you know, just build on. I so, love that grateful for that.
0: So, Nikki, I I update every week the Generation GC and Friends playlist listeners that's on Spotify, just search Generation GC and Friends. And I update that with the song that we cover on the show as well as a recommendation from our guests. So can you leave our listeners with a song recommendation? Just anything, you know, not good Charlotte but any any song that you are digging lately? Okay,
1: um, oh, this is tough. It's just one? Yeah, just one. Okay, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to say Poppy.
0: Okay. And,
1: um, Concrete, because she is, like, such a badass. Like, she is so fucking dope, and if you can listen to the entire, the entire record, I mean, Okay, I will, yeah. But I will say, it is, I mean, it is a ride. It is a ride. It is, like, I mean, you're all over the place and it's so fun and I am obsessed with the whole sound. So definitely Poppy, Concrete, listen to it, you know, try not to be, I think like some people are like, Oh, what the fuck is this? But like, <laughs> once you hear it, you're like, yeah, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. Okay. So it's, just, it's very
0: different. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued because I've I'm heard telling Poppy, you, like, but I haven't, I haven't listened.
1: She's great. She's really cool. It's definitely not like reflective of like, you know, pop punk. It's, it's, she's got her own sound and um, it's just very unique. And if you can really appreciate like, like just different, like the layers that get put into creating like a song that's just completely unique. Like this is, this is it for you. Like sure,
0: just live it up, blast it, you know, whatever you got to do. I love it. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can, uh, where can people find you online? So you can find me at Nikki Phillips,
1: um, just about everything. Instagram, Twitter. So I'm there. And you have a website too, right? I do. Okay. So I will admit that it has not been updated it's As okay. I don't art?
0: think any photographer is ever, <laughs> like, actually on top of updating their website. I mean, regularly.
1: like, I blew it out, like, when I first started, and then I think what happened was I kind of just transitioned to Instagram because... Sure, yeah. I think it's easier for people to just click and pull it up. Yeah. So, um...
0: I have a condensed. website. I, I don't... I'll do, like... I, I used to say, oh, every, like, four to six months, I'll, I'll update my website, but oh, yeah. really, it's, That's like, every in terms of updating the photos, really, it's like maybe once a year. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, at, yeah, at this point, like for whatever reason, if I am referencing someone, I'm actually just referencing them to my Instagram now. Sure, because, yeah. I mean, but that's something that like I have, my goal is to redo my entire website this, sure. this summer. So
0: it's on the list. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on. Listeners, please make sure you're subscribed to the show on iTunes, follow it on Spotify, wherever you listen, and make sure to follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod P-O-D on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last week, we talked about something else from Good Morning Revival. We've also got a bonus episode coming in a few days covering something that is not a good Charlotte studio album track. It's a Very fun one. And then next Wednesday, we'll be talking about a song from Youth Authority. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Um, If anyone wants, you can also follow me, Molly at M Huddleson, M H U D E L S O N, on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in.